This is ESPN New York Tonight. Here's Larry Hardesty. All right, it was your first weekend with no sports. I want to hear what you did. Next on ESPN New York Tonight. One eight hundred nine one nine three seven seven six. Yeah, that's the number to join us on this Monday night edition of ESPN New York tonight. Along with Giselle and Nikki, we're here till midnight. Then it's Freddie and Fitzsimmons as the conversation continues on ninety eight seven ESPN. Of course, we'll talk NFL free agency. Of course, we'll talk about uh, you know the new normal of life that goes on now without sports. As you had your first weekend without it, and man, oh man, it was weird. Can I share something with you? Something that was really, really disturbing. Really disturbing. Now, I'm sure you guys have watched the madness that has gone on in stores. I'm sure you guys have gone to your local supermarket and have seen aisles of empty shelves that looks like tumbleweeds have been rolling down the aisle because nobody's been there in a while, right? That's normally where your disinfectant wipes and your Lysol spray and your paper towels and, yes, toilet paper normally hang out. They're empty, empty shelves. Went to a supermarket this weekend. Eggs were a rumor. There was a rumor that eggs actually were stored there. And in some stores, you wouldn't know that they even sold any of these things because it looks like nothing has ever been there. So I'm trying, I'm taking a little poll. I'm going through internet and looking on various websites and apps and stuff. And I'm looking up Lysol because I'm just curious. And somebody had the nerve, the gall in this situation under these circumstances to sell a can of Lysol. For $114. That's what they asked for. For you to buy a can of Lysol. $114. It's unbelievable. It's, it's, it just, it just drives you nuts. What are you thinking about? Why would you even do that? As desperate as people are to make sure that they remain healthy, to make sure that they get rid of the virus and the germs that are around them. I mean, we're all struggling here. Every day we turn on our TVs or we go on the websites or we hit our smartphones, our apps, and we see the numbers going up already. Restaurants, takeout only. Bars, takeout only. Fitness places, closing. Okay, we are one iota away from shutting everything down as you've seen in European countries. And to be that way, to have that mentality, to actually think that somebody would pay $114 for a can of Lysol, is simply, I was shocked and disappointed. Shocked and disappointed. That's a mentality of somebody who thinks this is a joke. As the death toll rises, they think we're joking here. This is a big, eh, it's not really serious. Somebody will pay for this. Ah, ha, ha, ha. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. 1-800-919-3776. Our Twitter poll question at Hardesty ESPN at ESPN NY 98 underscore 7 FM.
What team will Tom Brady play quarterback for in 2020? Will it be the Tampa Bay Buccaneers? Will it be the Los Angeles Chargers? Will it be the Las Vegas Raiders? Or will it be the New England Patriots? If I were to listen to Adam Schefter, who I follow on Twitter and who I have a lot of respect for, he seems to think that New England is not going to be the landing place for Tom Brady. He seems to think that there will be other landing places that the time of Tom Brady in New England is done, finished, over, goodbye. A, because of the fact that, listen, Bill Belichick has a history, right? He keeps you until he thinks you're sliding. And at 43, with no weapons, with no offensive weapons, Tom Brady is sliding. So either New England's going to get some offensive weapons and bring him back, or they're ready to move on from him. Remember, Bill Belichick was ready to move on from him with, you know, Jimmy G a couple of years ago. So we know how Bill Belichick feels. But how does upper management feel? How does how do the crafts feel? about Tom Brady. And most importantly, how do you feel? Hit us up on Twitter at Hardest ESPN at ESPN NY 98 underscore 7 FM or 1-800-919-3776. So the Jets made a move today. And we'll talk about the Giants move in a second. The Jets made a move. They now have a new left tackle. He is... George Fant, formerly of the Seattle Seahawks. What is this with the Jets and their love affair with Seahawk offensive linemen? This has got to be, of my recent memory, the third offensive lineman they've gotten from the Seattle Seahawks. All right, $30 million deal, three years, $30 million, according to Shefty. He played in 46 games with the Seahawks, played four years of college basketball, before making the transition to football as a tight end, he was used as a left tackle, blocking tackle, and a blocking tight end in Seattle. But here's the concern. When you look up Fant and you look at what the Seattle people thought about Fant on ESPN.com, here's, here's, here is his scouting report. He's 27 years of age. He's starting experience at a premium position and is younger than most free agent left tackles. On the other hand, he's not been a permanent starter there since 2016 when he took over at midseason and had struggles you'd expect from an undrafted rookie who played one year's college football at tight end. He was in line to start at left tackle in 2017 before tearing an ACL that summer. He has been a hybrid tight end extra tackle since, making four fill-in starts for Dwayne Brown last season. Now, most of the folks in Seattle felt that he was going to come he was going to come back on a short-term deal. That he would return to Seattle. They'd plug him in. All right? They'll plug him in. And then he'll just continue. He'll he'll be the extra guy. Maybe he'll move into the starting situation. Or he would have to fight for a starting spot. So maybe that's what they thought. They, that, that's what they were under the impression they were going to do. Well, 
That's not the case. He is now a member of the New York Jets. Jet fans, what do you think about that? 1-800-919-3776. Also, I want to hear from you. What did you do this weekend with no sports? And if you watched sports, what did you watch? Come on, come on, be honest. Was it a little baseball? Did you watch some best of baseball? Is that what you watched? Did you watch uh, some NBA? I saw some NBA. This I, I passed through some NBA this weekend. It was interesting. Interesting. A couple of premium games I saw. Good games. That's what you have to do in your house now. Jump, 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 jump. Because the fitness places are closed. So that's what you got to do. It's ESPN New York tonight on 9870 ESPN, 1-800-919-3776. And also on Twitter at Hardesty ESPN at ESPN NY 98 underscore 7 FM. I'll give you a hint on the early polling of our Twitter poll question, which is what team do you think Tom Brady will be quarterbacking for in 2020? So far, a lot of you on the poll seem to think he's not going anywhere. But of your tweets to me, you don't seem to think he's going back. It's fascinating. Let's go to the phones. Spike in Jersey, you're batting leadoff on ESPN New York tonight. Hey, Spike. Hey, Brother Larry. I get to talk to you. Uh, I'm going to tell you what I did this weekend, and you could tell everyone listening what you did. Is that all right? Yes. Okay. So I uh, sent you some pictures. I'm waiting for my wife to come back tomorrow from Florida. And the two dogs I've had, the woman made it back from from Tanzania. And I was telling Nick, Nikki on the pre-call pickup, the look on her face picking up her boys, her two dogs, after 17 days. And uh, it's priceless. Priceless. Just a beautiful thing. So uh, over the weekend, I wound up... Uh, making a little sign up. Cause I got to keep my distance under my conditions. You know, I got some issues. So, uh, the, walking the dogs, uh, little kids and dogs are made for each other because they're not afraid. Nine out of 10, not afraid. And they always have adult supervision. So I made a little sign up right. that, uh, please keep your distance. And I looked at the adult with them and I had them, they're big ones, a big dog. They're, they're, they're nice sized dogs. They're very, very well behaved. And I said to the adult, his, you know, had a pouch. I didn't have to touch it. And you want to, the kid wants to pet the dog. I said, no, I prefer not. You could throw a biscuit up in the air. The dog won't miss it. And uh, the smiles and the laughs on those kids' faces. Because they're bored, you know. <laughs> they got nothing to do with all day to do it. So uh, so I did that. And, uh, you know, you talk about, I listen to you. Whoever's listening, catch New York Sports and Beyond. I'm giving you a plug. You didn't ask me. Appreciate it. it Aaron, Bill Daughtry, and you together was just priceless. It was great, great, great stuff. Uh, tough conditions, yeah. but that's what you do. And, and and tomorrow morning I'll be up bright and early. I'll sleep mm-hmm. a little bit, and I'll go to the animal shelter and uh, feed the dogs there because someone got to feed the dogs there. No one will be there. No one will be there, you know. Just uh, one, one, you know, supervisor comes in and checks on them. And uh, that's it. So I'm making the best of it. Uh, my buddy from CCNY, where you went and I went, uh, 
you know, we just uh, talked about Rick Pitino uh, for quite a oh. while. Uh, I don't know if you'll touch on that or not, but yes. I did tell him, and I'd like cooperation from you, and I'll hang up and listen, and thanks for the time. And you take care of yourself and Jeanette. Rick Pitino, when he coached the Knicks, was he a run-and-gun coach or what? He was run-and-gun and loved the three. Remember, that was the bomb squad oh. with him of Johnny Newman, Mark Jackson, Rod Strickland before they traded him to for Maurice Cheeks, which they shouldn't have done, even though I love Maurice Cheeks. Yeah, that was uh, – we don't want to talk about it. We don't want to talk about that. And I also <laughs> talked talk to my nephew this weekend, which was nice too, so I'm yeah, sure he'll call later. He's been, he's been missing yeah, Mark, No, we talked over the weekend. We had yeah. a nice chat. And uh, the thing the thing with Rick Pitino, look, I don't know what happened and all this stuff. I mean, it, they never really proved anything. Maybe he talked his way out of it. But he can coach basketball. Yeah, he can. And and that team with the Knicks, with what you said, they I don't remember exactly, but they obviously they never should have traded Mark Jackson. Yeah, I mean, no. we, we know, we know that Mark in Strickland. hindsight. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. Well, that, that was the to... issue I had with Patino because he he always he always said, "Oh, look at Rod Strickland, Joe Cool." He he did. He always he he was always on Strickland's case about something. You know, well, Strickland he never was practiced I mean, hard enough. He he never played hard enough. Yeah, you know, it was always something, and that's why they traded him. Well, Strickland was a, a New York kid that that was basically uh, the, the, he underachieved. Like Stephon Mulberry, that basically mm-hmm. came out of the same cloth. You know, they both were great penetrating point guards. Uh, Marbury maybe shot a little better, but they both never lived up to their expectations. I know Marbury did over in China, but yeah. so what? The competition was lousy. But anyway, you got to keep busy, and 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 you and I, you're a lot younger than me, but still, you got to just just this thing will pass. Let's yeah. follow all the rules. And do something nice for someone else every day like I know you do. And I'll talk to you later in the week. All right. Sounds good, Spike. Thanks for checking in with us. And listen, uh, you make sure that you get checked because, I, you know, when you said that the lady came in from Tanzania after 17 days, my friend, you know, just be sure, just just to be safe. We want to have you around. 1-800-919-3776. John's in Brooklyn. Hey, John, you're next on 987 ESPN. Hey, my man, what's going on? What's up, man? Uh, three quick things real quick. Uh, this weekend, I'm working as much as possible because in case there is a, a full shutdown, every dollar will be a lovely. And the UFC fights are on this weekend, so I did that Saturday. The one okay. event I did watch. Okay, Two, yeah. I absolutely love what the Giants did, and I haven't said that in years. I am 27, and the Giants have been abysmal in my whole 20s. Mm-hmm. But uh, the Bradbury deal was amazing. The guy's given up one touchdown. All season last year, going up against Murderer's Row, yep. you know, of wide receivers. And the Leonard Williams deal, I mean, nobody loved the trade at all. But the tag was necessary, especially if you're not going to spend all that cap. You know, I'm mm-hmm. just happy they didn't sign him to a long-term deal. And my last point, real quick before you let me go, is so I was on board thinking that a 42-year-old quarterback would never leave the same system. But I'm starting to think that the Patriots not re-signing anybody or making any deals that maybe they're tanking and they're going to take Trevor Lawrence next year in the draft. And I'm starting to think maybe Brady's gone. Um, you know, th- thanks for taking my call, Larry. Have All right, John, thanks, thanks for thanks for checking in. You know, you might be onto something there. You might be uh, because see, I just don't know. I, I, it's hard for me to think that New England would quote tank unquote. I mean, it just is. But when you look at it, if they don't improve themselves offensively with more weapons, I mean, does it really matter who's quarterbacking up there? 
I mean, look how bad that. I mean, Edelman was the only weapon they had that had any consistency. Yeah, I don't. That's not going to work. They've got to have some more folks. And John was right. The, the Giants added the, a veteran quarterback, James Bradbury. Here's what he does for them. He get he puts a leader in that with that young group of corners. Because remember, then there's nobody there over 24. <laughs> All right, so he gives them some leadership. Uh, he does play the man coverage well, according to Jordan Renan. So listen, that that's a that's a plus for a team that secondary was young. They were young and they struggled. Okay, they were young and they struggled. Young corners are going to struggle in the National Football League because they're always going to be picked on. And unless you can hide them by having a big-time pass rush, they're going to be picked apart. So the Giants did what they had to do, and they really needed to get – and they and if they can – they'll probably draft a corner or they'll look to add some depth, you know, in the draft. That will take place, by the way, as of now. No fans, but as of now – the league still plans to proceed with the draft April 23, 24, and 25, and they will televise it. But right now, no fans there. But I do think they're on the right track because they had to do something to address that secondary, and that secondary was addressed. That's a good job by that. Jonathan's in Bridgeport. Hey, Jonathan, you're next on 98.7 ESPN. How you doing? All right, Jonathan, what's up? Is Rick definitely Iona head coach? Yes, definitely. Okay, so I just want to say – uh, he's definitely not going to change um, suits in between halves. And he's not going to change from a purple suit to a white suit between suits. He's not going to change between halves. If he doesn't, I guarantee Iona is going to go somewhere this year because he did it with with um, Eric. Um, he did it with uh, the uh, with. No, he did it with the um, not Arizona. He did it the wrong way, but he did it the right way. He okay. changed from a white suit to a red suit, and he changed up with uh, Kentucky. No, not Kentucky. He did it with, uh, and you know the name. He did it, but when he did it, it didn't work out. But mm-hmm. I guarantee you that if he does it this year, if he does it this year, it's going to happen, and they're going to change, and they're going to go a further way. And I think that he, Rick Pitino is going to, he's going to go a further way, and that it's going to go another way where people are going to be like, wow. Well, I will say this about him, John. Zero. Thanks for the phone call. I will say this about him. If he can rebound from his last tough situation off the court, everybody knows he can coach. There's no question about it. Everybody knows that he can turn programs around. For Iona, this, and we'll hear from uh, Fran Fasilla a little later in the show, this is a good move. It's a high-profile coach who can bring a certain identity to their program, and it allows them to possibly take the next step. Okay? So is it going to help them to recruit? I think it will. No question about it. But once again, he's got to be able to show that he is on the straight and narrow and has gotten over those issues that he had previously. All right? That's, he's got to. Otherwise, And obviously, Iona believes 
that he has done that. Otherwise, they would not have given him the keys to their program because now he is the face of Iona basketball. It's ESPN New York tonight. Taking your phone calls as we're talking about the NFL free agency today. Well, it really starts on Wednesday. So this is the, quote, tampering, unquote, phase where we make the announcement, but it's not really official until free agency is official on Wednesday. But this is the way it's going to go. So we're getting your thoughts about that. You're getting your thoughts about what the Jets and Giants have done uh, so far. We're also talking to you about what you did this weekend, what you watched with no sports. Some of you were still working, trying to, you know, get the extra money in while you can, which I appreciate. Our Twitter poll question at Hardesty ESPN at ESPN NY 98 underscore 7 FM. What team will Tom Brady play quarterback for in 2020? Here's what some of you have said. KDN 1692 says it's going to be the Chargers. Don't see how he doesn't go to L.A. because he wants to do what LeBron is doing and basically setting up his post-playing career. And if it's not New York, it's going to happen in L.A. Also, Travis, with a bunch of numbers, (laughs) says Chargers at this rate. All right. Top sports mind. Zero, zero percent chance he stays in New England. He wants as far away from Bella Cheat as possible. And uh, Jay Blaze NYC, Uncle L, I'm a huge MMA guy, so that what so that was Saturday, charging and or accepting 114 dollars for Lysol guarantees your reservation in hell. And he asked, "Is Bradbury really that much of an upgrade from a good Jackrabbit last year?" And uh, Dave Gelderman must sign Littleton. So that those are your responses so far to our Twitter poll question and some things we've chatted on the show about right now. of you say Brady's going back to New England. 25% of you think he's going to Tampa Bay. 19% of you think he's going to the Chargers. And just about nobody thinks he's going to Vegas to hang out with the Raiders. Interesting. Elliot's in Brooklyn. Hey, Elliot, you're next on 98.7 ESPN. Hey, Larry, what's going on? What's up, Elliot? So I just have a question about one question about the Jets and one question about the Giants. Go. All right. First about the Jets. You saw today DeAndre Hopkins got traded for next to nothing. And also Khalid Campbell also got traded for next to nothing. Mm -hmm. The Jets are desperate for a receiver and an edge rusher. I want to know why they didn't get in on that. Why Joe Douglas isn't picking up the phone. Okay. First thing is I'm not sure that we don't know if he's not picking up the phone or that he doesn't like what the deal would be. So that's the first thing. Number two, there are so many receivers – um, Elliot in the draft right now that I think you have to be re- I don't know that you need to give up um, a lot for a premium receiver now obviously DeAndre Watkins is great there's no question about that I'm shocked that the Texans let him go but you have this is such a deep draft for wide receivers you know you're, you're going to be able to get one that's going to help improve your team as far as uh, Calais Campbell 
I would have loved to have loved to see the Jets get Calais Campbell, but apparently it wasn't the right move for them to do. So they will continue to either search search for free agency or try to do it through the draft. I will say this. If you're a Jet fan, you're not really rushing for them to give up draft choices because that's what they need to make sure that they add depth to their team. They're not one or two players away. All right, that you that you can afford to give up draft choices. They have a number of different holes. They still have holes on the offensive line, despite the signing they have today. They still have holes in their secondary. They've got holes on the defensive line as a pass rusher. So they st- they need running back. So they still have a lot of needs, and they also have some depth issues as well. What's your Giants question? Um, with Leonard Williams, I'm a Jets fan. I watched Leonard Williams get drafted, and he's a big bust. So I want to know. Why is Dave Gettleman franchise tagging Leonard Williams? I understand that he has his pride in line after making the trade, but is it really worth all that money, all that cap space, just for his pride? Elliot, thanks for the phone call. It's not just his pride, it's the draft choices also. <laughs> so, you know, he gave up the draft choices. He doesn't want to lose everything. So he'll he'll gave Williams the franchise tag, which means he didn't want to give him a long-term contract, but at least he's got him for right now. Hopefully they'll be able to, with the new staff, get him working, get him better to fit the scheme they're going to run. And hopefully they think that he could, they can make him into a more consistent, uh, lineman than the Jets were able to do. And he did show some signs for them in a couple of games, but he's a player that right now you need to have another big time, either nose tackle, prominent nose tackle that's going to command the double team or a a very good pass rusher, and then he will be effective for you. He has not shown in the schemes that he's played under, especially with the Jets and mostly with the Giants, except, as I mentioned, for a couple of occasions, that he can be a guy that can be a difference maker right now. Maybe he will turn out to be that player. He's a hard worker. I'll say that from having covered him his first couple of years with the Jets. He's a guy that works hard. He's a guy that watches film. He's a guy that stays late after practice. He's a guy that does what it takes. The question is going to be, can the Giants' new staff coach him up enough so that he can make that money worthwhile? That's going to be their challenge. Jonathan's in Bridgeport. Hey, Jonathan, you're next on 987 ESPN. I just want to say thank you for being around to entertain us um, during this hard times. Um, I just want to ask, um, with with the garbage that's going on with with uh, the Cowboys, do you really think do you really think that the uh, Cowboys have any chance of holding Cooper? Uh, Jonathan, thanks for the kind words. I appreciate that, and we appreciate you for being there to hear us when we're talking. So, thank you for being there, and all the listeners who are there. Um, no. I think it's going to be very tough for them to to keep Amari Cooper. What they really needed to do was to make the deal, the long-term deal with Dak Prescott. He has proven enough, I believe, that he's their he's their franchise quarterback. He's the guy. He's done what he needs to do. You've given him an offensive line. You've given him a, a very good running back. You had given him an outstanding receiver, and now you gave up a first-round pick for Cooper, and you're in a position where you may lose him now. So you really, really needed to make sure that you got a deal done with Dak Prescott so you didn't have to use the franchise tag. That didn't happen. So now you're going to have to either try to – 
you don't have the, you have to now try to match what somebody else has. So there's a bunch of teams that's going to offer big time money for him because he's an excellent wide receiver. So now you're going to have to pay more than what you would have had, what you would have paid if you were able to get the long-term deal with Prescott and then you could have franchised Cooper and kept him. And then you would have been able to make some more moves and get some more depth to other issues that you need. You didn't do it. So I think it's going to be very, very tough for them to keep Amari Cooper. But I got to tell you, when I heard that general manager Bill O'Brien sent DeAndre Hopkins in the 2024th round pick to the Arizona Cardinals for running back David Johnson, a 2022nd round pick and the 2024th round pick. I was like, what? So you traded arguably one of the top three receivers in the national football league for running back and some draft choices. Okay, and and I'm sure that it's a higher fourth-round pick than what you had, but and you got a second. But this, you were in contention. I mean, you've been in the postseason. You have a phenomenal quarterback in Watson, and you and you break up that tandem. And so now you begin to wonder, is there something going on with Coach Bill O'Brien and DeAndre Hopkins. Because isn't this similar to what happened with Jadavion Clowney last season? Right before the beginning of the season, O'Brien traded him away while also paying nearly half his salary? So it is very tough. And listen, O'Brien has his reasons. They better be good. (laughs) I'll say that. But It's very tough, especially in the National Football League, and it's becoming increasingly tougher in other sports for the coach to also be the general manager. It's hard because I believe general manager, if there's a different general manager, Clowney and Hopkins might still be in Texas. Because that's the person that says, all right, hey, listen, Bill, get over it. Work on it. We need to keep, we need to keep Clowney here to help us with our pass rush. Okay. I mean, Clowney and what? Really? Who was scoring on that defense? Especially with the injury concerns that JJ Watt has had over the past couple seasons. And I know Clowney had some injuries as well. But still, when you had them on the field together, Come on now. And then, I mean, DeAndre Hopkins, his play speaks for itself. It's it's crazy. And to trade them for a running back. And look, David Johnson's not bad. Okay, he's very good. But now Hopkins makes Murray, is going to make Murray a better quarterback. Because while Murray is running, trying to buy time, Hopkins has a chance to get open. This could be a big-time move for Hopkins to even elevate him even more. Now, obviously, Arizona's got to do some more stuff 
Okay, defensively, they've got to get some more talent. They've got to do some other things. But this elevates them substantially offensively. Don't sweat the technique. That's like a good base, right? It's ESPN New York tonight on 98.7 ESPN. Still want to find out from you what you watched this weekend. A lot of MMA, huh? A lot of UFC action. Interesting. In Brazil, with no fans. In Brazil, with no fans. It's tough. This no fan thing is... It looks weird, right? You see... Empty stadiums and people performing in empty stadiums, it's, it's, it's interesting. It's interesting. I don't know. And I, I spoke to some athletes who said that you can focus and just focus on what, on what your task is. Some say you could just focus on what your task is, block it out because you block out that fans are there anyway. Uh, well, I, I respect it. Because I didn't play in the, I did not play in front of twenty to fifty thousand people, so I don't know what that's like. But it's got to be different. There's no question. It's got to be different. It's got to be because some players love, especially on the road. Nick fans, you know, Reggie Miller is that type of player. Uh, there, there are other players like that who just love being the villain with the black hat to roll into your arena. And while fans are, the hometown fans are booing them, they're just lighting you up, loving it. Keep booing. The more you boo, I get off on that. It makes me play that much harder. It makes me play that. I enjoy being the guy that shut the crowd up. Big home run, big basket, big touchdown, big inter- or big interception, and you run it back. It's, it's, it's what a lot of players love to make that big play and especially that play on the road that can change momentum. It's really, I think it's really hard for players to play with nobody in the stadium. I mean, back in my news 12, New Jersey days, one of the assignments I had, and I get to the calls in a minute. One of the assignments I had was because, and you've seen this, this has happened before where there was an incident where two teams played basketball and there was an incident where the crowd, there was a big problem. So when they had the rematch, they played in front of a, in the gym with no fans. Only the bus driver knew where the game was going to be. Coaches didn't know players didn't know. And because of the uniqueness of the situation, we were able to go. So it was myself representing news 12, New Jersey at the time, a representative from the star ledger and we were the only two media. And there was of course your officials, timekeeper, scoring staff, whatever teams, coaches, no cheerleaders, nothing. And it was weird. All you could hear was the squeaking sneakers. The whistles were really loud. And coaches had to almost whisper because you could hear everything. And I got to tell you, the play was not that great. 
It wasn't. Because players feed off the energy of the fans, positive and negative. So whenever sports comes back, whenever baseball comes back, basketball, football, whenever it comes back, and football will see where we are. Hopefully, God willing, we'll be past this by football season. But when when basketball comes back, and there's some talk that it might not be till June, and hockey comes back, and, and other sports come back, I believe the first couple of games, the first couple of weeks they come back, it's still going to be no fans. It will be interesting to see how the players respond, the pro players respond to no fans. It will be interesting to see. It really will. 1-800-919-3776. Mike is in Queens. Mike, you're next on 9870 ESPN. Good evening, Larry and Leah. I'm all right, Mike. What's going on? Well, another day, but we'll stop that's closed. Well, let's be honest. To make things easy, let's just say this. Everything is closed and nothing is open. Mm-hmm. That's a nice way of saying it, because if you go into specifics, you'll be all day listening what's closed. And, Larry, if we, being without water, toilet paper is bad enough, Larry, I have breaking news, Larry, breaking news. There's no more ramen noodles in America. That's right, Larry. No more ramen noodles. This is serious. Larry, it's been, what, a month of no hockey a month, Larry, it's, there'll be another two months, maybe three months. One month, no hockey. Larry, I, this is, I, I miss my hockey. I know it's bad hockey, it's crappy hockey, but for me, it's still hockey. Mm. And Larry, the, the, the Jets, Larry, let's be honest, the offensive lineman, it's not a highly paid position compared to other positions, so a team is going to spend the money and re-sign a offensive lineman if he's with assault. So when it comes to free agency, what do you get? You get backups, Right. Mm-hmm. Guys, to fill your roster. So if you want to rebuild the offensive line, line like the Jets have to rebuild, it's going to be through the draft. Because unless a team is over the cap and they have to create an offensive lineman to make space, yeah, that's a good spot for you. But unless that happens where a team has to clear cap space and trade somebody, free agency is not really good for the offensive line. I mean, we, the Giants with the, the guy from, from New England, the Jets, you got you sign these guys and what do, and what do we get? A bust. Right, the guy from New England, Nate Sold to the Giants, they hate that guy. He's a bust. So mm-hmm. it's going to be through the draft, and it's a slow, painful process. But what do you do? And, Larry, the last thing I'll say, another plea, please, please, please do not close my liquor store. I need that. Keep it open for me. Give me a waiver, but please, I need my liquor store. This is a bad time. So in New York City, follow my lead, drink up, and God bless. All right, Mike. Hang in there, my friend. 1-800-919-3776. But I will say this. He is correct in the sense of if you've got an all-pro O-lineman, he's not going to free agency. You're locking him up. Right? You're locking him up. And if you are letting him go, he's near the end. Now, he mentioned Nate Solder, and Nate Solder played better last year, but he has struggled. For the Jets, it takes you back to the free agent pickup of Alan Fanica, who was outstanding with the Pittsburgh Steelers. But the Jets brought him in because they wanted to, they wanted him to be a mentor to two young, long-term offensive linemen. The Brickashaw Ferguson at left tackle and Nick Mangold at center. 
And he was the guy who taught them how to be a pro, went to help them watch video. Uh, he was a mentor to them. He helped them out. He helped them be pros. He helped them do what it takes to learn how to block, to learn how to look at, uh, to, to call plays out in sense of coverages. So he was good. And even though he was graded not as good, ironically, as a pass defender, he was graded highly as a, as a, as a pass rush, as a blocker, a pass blocker, not as much as a, on, you know, in helping, uh, to protect them against the, the pass, but he was okay for the run game. And so that was the reason why they ultimately let him go. But when you have a situation like that, where you know a guy has a year or two and you've got young, talented old linemen who need to learn how to play the game, that's when you go for your old linemen and free agency. But Mike is right. If you want to build your free agents, you want to build your offensive line. Free agency is for depth. In some cases, you want to draft your top linemen and draft for depth. But for experience, you need to have one to two experienced guys on your own line. And really, just didn't have many <laughs> coming back. They really didn't. Eric's in the car. Hey, Eric, you're next on 987 ESPN. Hey, what's going on, Larry? It's uh, been a while since I've spoken with you, and I just want to say thank you for everything that you do and the rest of the staff there. You guys are amazing. We appreciate that, Eric. Thanks for listening. Um, I wanted to talk to you about um, just uh, what just broke about maybe five, ten minutes ago, Stephon Diggs to the Buffalo Bills. Yeah. If if it's true, if it's true that Brady is going to be out of New England, can you really now look at Buffalo as being a powerhouse? Because their defense was amazing this past season. And then now you give Josh Allen another weapon. That's going to be something serious for the AFC East. I mean, I'm it a is. Dolphins fan, so I'm worried. That's the reason why I'm talking about it. Well, I understand what you're saying, Eric. Thanks for the kind words in the call. You're right. Because you look at what they were able to do last year. Their defense has been solid. Their defense has been excellent. It has. There's no question about it. And you look at Stefan Diggs. Now, he did not have the year he had previously. We knew that he was not a big fan of the quarterback there. <laughs> not a big fan. All right. Not, not a big fan. So for him now to get his wish and to be traded and get this. Diggs and the seventh round pick to Buffalo for a first round pick, a fifth round pick, a sixth round pick, and a fourth round pick in 2021. That's a lot of people for Stefan Diggs. But Diggs offensively takes Buffalo to the next level. They're going to be tough this year. There's no question. They're going to be a much improved team and will definitely make some noise in the AFC East. Our Twitter poll question, what team will Tom Brady play quarterback for in 2020? 24% of you say Tampa Bay. Hmm. 
19% say the Chargers. 53% say he returns to Foxborough. Jay Blaze NYC, Vikings get a first for Diggs. Houston got only a second for Hopkins. Robbie has to be going back to the Jets now. O'Brien might be a bad, as bad a GM <laughs> as Dave Gettleman. Well, we'll see. I don't know. Gettleman hasn't made a move like that. So we got to give him a little credit. But I'm telling you, actually, he doesn't look that bad of a GM. Look at what the Vikings got for Diggs. That's a lot, right? That's a lot. A fifth, a sixth, a first, a fifth, a sixth, I believe this year, and a fourth in 2021. Wow. Richardson, Manhattan. Hey, Richard, you're next on 987 ESPN. Larry, before I get to my point, uh, main point, uh, as far as Patino, he brought back three programs, Providence, Knicks, and Kentucky. Now, he took Providence. And, you know, he, he a lot of coaches came from the players that he played. Uh, 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 Billy Donovan, Mark mm-hmm. Jackson, mm-hmm. right? You remember that guy, McCaddy? Yeah. What team was McCaddy coaching and he just resigned to something happened? They had yeah, upset somebody. Yeah, 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 the kid yeah, from a Kentucky. Yeah. 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 I so, I mean, this guy, yeah, yeah. Uh, that 88-89 Nick team, that was one of the greatest Nick teams. Fun to watch. You remember Patrick, yeah. Oakley, Sidney Green, Gerald Johnny Wilkins. Newman. Yeah. All those Johnny Newman. That Rob was a fun team. Three-point shooting team. Rob oh, Strickland. man, he was ahead of his time. I mean, that was – and the Providence team with Billy Donovan when he sure. went to the Final Four. They had no business going to a Final Four. No, no, they didn't. You know, in no, those two years he was with the Knicks, he brought them back. You know, they were down for three or four years after Bernard, after Bernard got hurt. Yeah. So, exactly. you know, they were dead. And yeah. he took up basically the same roster. I mean, they made the Cartwright trade for for Oakley. And, uh, I mean, they were a whole different team. Uh, Larry, what I was going to say about uh, if sports, any of the sports, football, baseball, basketball, hockey, if they try to get away with shenanigans like playing in front of empty stadiums, you know, I would never watch. If it's not the real thing. And I'm even thinking the NBA should just forget the whole thing and just wait till September. Really? I, so. I don't know. I don't see any other way. they got to ride this thing out, and they're going to try to compromise and squeeze games in. These players don't want to be bothered with that. I don't see it. I, I think, you know, I don't see it. I don't see and anything with less than the real thing, watching games. It'll seem like exhibition games, wasn't it, to you, Larry, watching a game without fans? I agree, Richard. It will, and thanks for the phone thanks, call. Thanks, talking to you. But here's the thing. After three, four, five, six months, <laughs> we'll be desperate, Richard. We'll take it. All we'll do is we'll watch watch the game and turn the music up or the or the turn the music up in the background. <laughs> we'll be okay. Sam's in Brooklyn. Hey Sam, you're next on ninety eight seventy ESPN. Yeah, hello. Hey, hey Larry. Yes. Hey, what's up? Um, so I'm calling to argue there was a previous caller, I think his name was Elliot. He said that Gettleman should not have resigned Leonard Williams because he's only doing it to save face, which isn't really a football move, but I happen to disagree. Dave Gettleman was in the, he, he had to sign Leonard Williams. He had no other choice. I don't know which idiot would think that Dave Gettleman would look smarter if you let him go. Well, no, you're right, Sam, and thanks for the phone call. The bottom line here was, look, he gave up the draft choices for him, so he had to, he had to, um, you know, let him. He had to keep him 
because that that was the best thing for him to do. He had to keep him. So uh, you're right about that. You're right. He was going to keep him. He's now trying to see with the new coaching staff, and thanks again, Sam, for the call. He's now trying to see whether or not he'll be able to get him to, you know, play better, get him to have a scheme that's more conducive to his skills, get him to be have more of an impact. That's what he's got to do for that. Because really, personally, having watched him, I was surprised that he gave up that higher draft choice for Leonard Williams when he would have been a free agent anyway. You know, the Jets weren't going to bring him back. They weren't. That ship had sailed there. They tried him at different positions. They wanted to see if he could be the pass rusher that they didn't have. And he was not able to do that. He flashed some... You know, he had flashes, but he wasn't the consistent guy, the playmaker they thought they were getting when he was drafted. And he was, listen, when he was drafted, a lot of teams and a lot of scouts thought this was a great move for the Jets. He was talented out of USC. He was dominant. He had a lot of upside. A lot of upside. But he was not able to make that adjustment in the National Football League. Maybe he needed to play outside more with the Jets. Jets had him on the inside, lined him alongside uh, Muhammad Wilkerson when he was there and a couple of other players, and he just was not able to stand out. Maybe he'll, has, he'll have that opportunity with the Giants. You won't be around next oh, yeah, year. My rap the bear can get bad flavor in the end. Here comes the brand new baby. ESPN New York tonight on 98.7 ESPN. Hey, listen, there are some restaurants below who are offering delivery and takeout during this time period, and you need to know who are some of the folks who can help you out. So I want you to, if you're in the area of these restaurants, give them a shout-out. Dougie F. at AJ's Kitchen in Pearl River, when you go by there or call, wish him happy birthday and congratulate him on his one-year restaurant anniversary. They're offering delivery and takeout. Kevin Wong at Potstickers and Company in Massapequa Park, offering delivery and takeout. Brandon Porcasi at Curbside Mexican Grill in South Hempstead, New York, offering delivery and takeout. And Jacqueline Maloney, this is a great name, at Stuff Your Face in New Brunswick, New Jersey. All these, and listen throughout the day here on 9870 ESPN, we're going to offer you different restaurants, people who are still around, who are offering services that you can take advantage of because when you're getting around the house and you're tired of your own cooking, these places will help you out with delivery and takeout. And we thank them for being a part of us here on 98.7 ESPN. Back to the phones. Zach is in Cherrytown. Hey, Zach, you're next on 98.7. Hey, what's going on, Larry? How are you? What's up, partner? I'm doing good. Thank you. How are you? I'm good, man. Um, I got two things to say. First of all, um, I heard your public service announcement basically announcing uh, small businesses need our help. And it's, it couldn't be more true. Uh, if you live in the Westchester area, I just got to give a quick shout out. Picnic Barbecue on Main Street in Terrytown. Ask for Alberta. She's the owner. Tell her Zach sent you. They make the best short rib you have ever had in your entire life, I swear. It's you can be incredible. hungry, Zach. Come on, Zach. Stop it. <laughs> it's that, incredible, that man. These other I, restaurants, hey, you're killing me. Mac and cheese, cornbread, Brussels sprouts with bacon. I swear to God, this place is incredible. And uh, if you're in the Terrytown area, go support them. It's a small family business, and uh, I know they would they would appreciate it. So um, that's one thing. Um, number two, 
I think it's just very simple that Tom Brady is going to come back to the New England Patriots. Um, Belichick is a very pragmatic person, but the fact remains Robert Kraft loves this storybook thing that he has happening with Belichick and Brady. He, it's like the most iconic franchise in history, pretty much. Like if you're a Patriots fan, you've had more, you've enjoyed more success in the last decade than literally any other franchise outside of like the Lakers and the Celtics in their in their heydays. But um, I, I think the Patriots are going to offer him three years, sixty million dollars, fully guaranteed. Let's just go for it. And uh, you know he's not going to Tampa Bay. You know I know we're talking about Bruce Arians being a brilliant offensive mind, but. You offer Tom Brady three years, fully guaranteed, and you, after maybe the second year, you reevaluate. If you're not doing so well, you consider taking a quarterback in free agency, and you leave him on for that third year to sort of bring in that leadership, uh, sort of guiding a new young quarterback. That's always on the table for him, and I know he would love to be a part of the uh, of the organization beyond his playing days. Yeah, but Zach, so, look uh, at the receiving core. Look at the receiving core. He's got it. I know, I know, man. He He's doesn't got have a lot of weapons like that to work up in with. New England. Nothing. I know, I know, but I think that it's more important for Robert Kraft to finish off Tom Brady's career right and leave a lasting, uh, like a worthy ending to this legacy. You know what I mean? He's not going to be happy if he goes away to t- for two years to Tampa Bay. You know, nobody wants to see that. That's not how you want this incredible story to go down. And I know that Robert Kraft is like a well aware of that. He's got he's got six rings. I know, I know, and I'm not saying he's going to win another. You know, he's going. He's already. And thanks for the phone call and and the plug. He's already going to be. He's already going down as the goat. Got six rings. He could finish his career elsewhere. Listen, if Johnny Unitas can finish his, his his days in a Chargers uniform, okay. Who was when you think about legendary football quarterbacks? In his day, legendary. If you, if Joe Montana can finish his days in a Kansas City uniform, and he has rings too, Tom Brady can finish his days elsewhere. Now I know what you're saying and I lean, I agree with you. I think he will end up back in New England. I do. I do. But it's not a fait accompli. It's not. It isn't. I could easily see him in buccaneer bronze and red standing there by the cannon going off. <laughs> Alex is in Long Island. Hey, Alex, you're next on 98.7. What's up, Larry? Hey, Alex, what's going on? So I'm a Jets fan, uh, and assuming that Tom Riggie leaves New England and with Stefan Diggs going to the Bills, where do you think the Jets and the Bills are going to land in the AFC East? Well, I tell you right now, if everything stays as it is, Alex, and thanks for the phone call, I would have to say that. Um, but here, here's here's the wild card here. I don't know what I don't know what I'm going to get from Sam Darnold this season. Okay, I don't know what I'm getting from uh, Adam Gase this season. Okay, I I don't know. I don't know if I get the same offense that I got from him last year, then there's no question the Jets are not going to be not going to be atop the AFC East. Okay, I, I I'm not going to I'm not going to get the production that I need to get. I'm not. So I am, you know, I have to see what I'm getting from this Jet team. I have to see what they're going to do with their offensive line. I know they're going to improve defensively because 
they're going to get a number of people back. But right now, the way Josh Allen has played the quarterback spot up in Buffalo, he's performed better than what Sam Darnold has been. So I got to wait and see what I'm getting from him. I have to, I'm not sure. Is Adam Gates going to find a way to use Le'Veon Bell better than he did last season? Can't use him any worse. What are they going to do at receiver? I mean, will they bring back Robbie Anderson? I don't know. Maybe they will. It depends on what he's going to test himself. How much is he going to get on the open market? So that's a possibility. Of course, they could, they're going to draft some receivers. Is Quincy Nunwa going to be back? Will he be part of the equation with the team this year? I know CJ Mosley's coming back defensively. Okay, you got a couple of other folks coming back defensively. So, and they were pretty good. Listen, the Jets were pretty good defensively last season. All right. They did a great job, especially the second half of the year. The question is, what are you getting offensively from them? Will the tight ends lined up, line up? I mean, you could say that the Jets could be two or three, but I don't know. And listen, very quietly, I mean, Miami showed some signs in the second half of the season. Showed some signs. So I think that AFC, we, we can't, we can't know what exactly the AFC East is going to be yet. Still, the jury is still out on the AFC East. And we still don't know if indeed they bring Brady back and find a way to get a free agent because they have draft choices. You know, New England, they've got a couple. And do they find a way to make a, 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 a big time move and get a prime time receiver once they get Brady back? Because that would make all the difference. Now, yeah, they, they're missing some pieces. There's no question. They're not going to be hands down. Oh, we let's pencil them in. As of right now, you can't pencil them in and say they're going to win the division again. But if Josh Allen looks at how he performed in the postseason and makes some adjustments and now has a primetime receiver in Stephon Diggs, okay, they, they, with that defense and that secondary, they're going to be tough to beat. I'm just saying, they're going to be tough. Back to the phones. Trey is in Brooklyn, Texas. And he's next on 98.7 ESPN. What's going on, Larry? Trey, what's happening? How's business? Oh, man, it's, it's eerie. I ain't going to lie. It's eerie. Um, where I live is a lot of military. So we, I love feeding my soldiers. So they, we had a lot of soldiers today. We didn't have a lot of um, a lot of civilians though. It was crazy, Larry. This is this is different. Yeah. So it's the new normal. Yeah. It, you but, know, we're so engrossed here in in the tri-state area, Trey, and you're down in you know Brooklyn, Texas. Uh, so what's 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 the feeling there? What what are you seeing there? Is it is because we're closing down everything up here, just about you know. You, the well, that's totally the op- totally on. opposite here. These 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 people still going to the club out here, Larry. I ain't gonna lie okay. to you. Okay, I ain't gonna lie to you. Um, it's different. Uh, um, there's only where I live. There's only two cases so far. There was a gentleman that had just came back from Barcelona, and he came back here. 
Mm-hmm. Um, that's the only other thing. The the only thing that 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 we're doing that y'all doing is the is the toilet paper thing. They they okay. they killing me with this toilet paper thing. This this is ridiculous. <laughs> but you know, like we've been talking, Larry, wash your damn hands. This is yeah. easily fixed. It's not easily fixed, but we can help. You know, these are like certain little things that we should have been doing from jump and hopefully this will change up everybody's little routine because you know we splash some water and think that i have and that's no 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 no. you know i deal with food larry so i'm you know we scrub man we scrub like surgeons because we have yeah. to stay clean you know we have we're dealing with e coli and other different bacteria yeah. so um it's a little eerie um we've already got i got a contingency plan in place just in case something like it gets a little worse Mm-hmm. And it'll be just like what y'all are doing up there as far as, like, the delivery things and, you know, just staying on social media, letting people know that we're open for delivery, you know, d- dealing with the uh, certain delivery companies. I ain't going to plug them. They ain't going to plug me. But, you know, those different delivery companies that we can use. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and you know, we're going to be fine, man. You know, for, first off, New York, man, please, y'all going to be fine. We good. Yep. We good. Because our heart is strong. So we good. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And, you know, being that we have this release on this station, where where y'all stand up and y'all take care of us because y'all take care y'all, y'all y'all hear these commercials y'all hear these testimonies that people are telling that's serious that's serious man this is this is serious what y'all are doing y'all are helping us get through our day mm-hmm. if I got to listen to them people at my job talk about DeAndre Hopkins which is funny that's so funny <laughs> Bill O'Brien's heads on a spit down here by the way Larry they looking sure. for him I know they are Larry Larry I, I fed some Texans fans for lunch today Larry. Ooh, they looking for him. They looking for him. What you think about Amari Cooper getting paid? You know, I was surprised. Yeah, man. I mean, I was surprised. How you franchise Dak Prescott, man? That's dirty, man. Yeah, that's they, dirty. They should, they, you know, they should have come to a deal with him. It doesn't make sense. He's not the best quarterback, lad. But like I was telling a friend of mine earlier, if you're not going to give him the money, who are you going to give the money to? Right. I'm lost on that. He is the best quarterback option y'all have right now. And yep. don't tell me Tom Brady because he ain't going to North Texas. No, now, no. He would go because he could save some money. You know, that's why I came down, Larry, save on yeah. a little schedule. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Course, no state tax here. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's a beautiful thing, Larry. Come on down, you. That. Come on down, man. Get you a little something in Arlington. It's beautiful. Beautiful. Uh, yeah, maybe not. Maybe not. Maybe not right now, Larry. Arlington, I don't know. Close to Dallas, they shut it down. They shut yeah, it down today. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. So but I mean, you know, you know, five years, a hundred million. That's not bad. That's, that's not, not bad, bad, man. But, that's not bad. Saying, and I mean, but who the hell's been... throwing them the ball? Because if I'm Dak Prescott, I ain't signing that tender. No, no. sir. Yeah. Y'all better. Y'all, y'all gotta come at me correct, man. Yeah. I may not be like I said. If I'm Dak Prescott, I know I'm not the best quarterback. I know I have my fault, but I'm the best option you have. Unless he takes a page, Trey, and thanks for the phone call and checking in, my friend. Always good to hear from you. Unless he takes a page out of the Darrell Rivas book. You know what Darrell Rivas, Darrell Rivas always bet on himself. Okay, you give me a tender, I'll sign that for one year. But I'm going to have a year, y'all got to pay me. You think it cost you some money before you didn't want to pay? Oh, wait. Oh, just wait. Just wait. I'll show you. That's the deal. So listen, Cooper resigned. I was wondering, I didn't know if Dallas was going to be able to do it. They found a way to do it. Five years, a hundred million, you know, according to reports. So we'll see if indeed, uh, you know, it'll be interesting to see what the, uh, what the guaranteed dollars are in there. 
But listen, Dallas had to do it. They had to. I'm glad they found a way to make it happen. Chris is in Manhattan. Hey, Chris, you're next on 98.7 ESPN. Hey, what's going on, Larry? Hey, what's happening, Chris? Everything's good. Not much. With you. What's going on? Not much. The K Show put it pretty well last week. Like they said, uh, put it like they're, uh, you know, everybody, you guys at ESPN, you're our corner store, basically, you know, keeping everybody posted. And, you know, uh, so I thought that was a cool way of them putting it. Yeah, I agree. They're right. That's, that's no, what we're but, trying to do, my friend. Yeah, absolutely. We thank you guys for that. Now, to get to it, I might be, I don't know, I might be going out on a limb, but I think Dave Gettleman, I give him more credit than a lot of people do. I think tagging Leonard was the perfect thing to do, and Bradbury was a pretty good option. I'm not in love with the contract, but it's better than giving Byron Jones what he got in Miami, you know? Yeah, yeah. And listen, here's the thing, Chris, and thanks for the phone call. He had to uh, make the move there. All right. He had to do something with that, that secondary because that secondary was awful last year. It was awful. All right. You can't continue to, to have a secondary with those corners. You need somebody there that's got some experience to handle things in that secondary. And let's face it. Jack Rabbit did not like the scheme and he was not, he was not very positive towards the end of the season last year, which is why they, they moved him, and rightfully so. Chris is in Manhattan. Hey, Chris, you're next on 98.7 ESPN. <clears throat> hey, how you doing, Larry? I'm all right, Chris. What's up? Not too much. Um, first first things first, uh, one thing on Rick Pitino. I know everybody's going to talk about his three, uh, three ball, but y'all really, y'all really got to delve into his, uh, into his press system. Yeah, uh, yeah. We're talking about the guy who had – who's going to give you three di- uh, a different press depending on how he scored. Mm-hmm. One press for if it was a layup or a dunk, one if it was for a jumper, one one if it was for a three. Use the, you, I, I actually use the same system. And it's like you may not see the same press two or three times in a row. Yep. And it's for four quarters. So it, it, it's, it's something. Um, the second thing, um, Trey really put y'all onto something. Um, I, you know, I was lucky enough to take a, um, you know, a, uh, a food, uh, service prep class. Um, and let me tell you, washing hands was the way they teach you how to to wash your hands. Oh, it's a whole lot different. He was, he was very serious about scrubbing. He, you know, goes into, I mean, he would tell you all about food temps and all of that good stuff. Um, y'all might want to have him on and, you know, give, give a little tutorial. Um, the last thing, mm-hmm. no, no, it's, it's, I'm telling you, I'm, I'm telling you, ask him to do that. It, it really is a suggestion. A lot of y'all out there would learn a lot. Um, last thing, can we not compare Sam Darnold and Josh Allen? Um, only because I mean, and again, I, I'm I, I love Josh Allen and I don't want to bang on him. Sam Darnold's a more accurate quarterback. Yes. Um, Sam Darnold is dealing what with well last year if we're talking about performance, you're dealing with ultimate turnover and chaos. Then you're dealing with your second head coach, second offensive system, and I still don't know why he doesn't want he didn't want to use any of the running running backs. Forget just Le'Veon Bell. Yeah, yeah. I mean, in game in game adjustments after that, you know, after that first what you know set of script plays, um, 
and Josh Allen will excuse the term, he'll he'll make a crackhead play every once in a while. I saw one. I, I saw that. What was that? What was that lateral in the playoffs? Yeah, he he does yeah. get desperate. He does yeah, get yeah. desperate. Here, here's the difference, though. That he got off the line, that, though, and I hope that Sam. Well, no, no, there's no question with the offensive line. But here's the difference that I mm-hmm. want Sam to get back to doing, and mm-hmm. that's what I like. That he, I like when Josh Allen extends the play. Oh yeah, and I need for Sam to do that again, and that's why I blame. You heard me talk about that with the. Jets in Buffalo. The first thing I said was, I need to see him improve with Adam Gase because that's on Adam Gase. All right, that's clearly on Gase, and Gase has got to find a way to make this offense better so that Sam does not have to walk in there in the middle of the season and say, "Listen, simplify this offense; it's not working." <laughs> yeah, no, I need to. I need. I don't need Gase, Sam to do better with Gase. I need Gase to do better with everybody. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because, you know, I think you said something about uh, the offense being what it was last year. Mm-hmm. Oh, you ain't going to make it through this year. You're not going to make it through this year with the 30, 30, what, 31st, 32nd ranked offense? 32nd ranked offense. And your de- and, and your, your defensive coordinator is killing it and has all of these injuries. Nah, man. Mm-mm, mm-mm. No, 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 no. That's not going to work. I mean, you're still going to upgrade the, uh, you know, the line. I mean, I see the fans signing, and you know, I have to yeah. do a little digging. You know, hey, look, you know, depth. That's that's the way I see it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and I just, I just, you know, we just got to be patient with what rolls on, and then you know, the draft rolls around, and that's yep. where your long, that's where your long term building blocks are going to come. Absolutely. But Absolutely. Um, yeah, this is going. This is going to be interesting, though, man. It is. I'm looking forward to it, Chris. Thanks for the so much. Take care. I can't wait to see what they're going to do and what Joe Douglas is going to do eventually. I'm I'm very interested. Yehuda is in Cleveland. Did I say that right? Yeah. What's going on, Larry? How you doing? I'm doing great, my friend. How are you? Larry, talk to me. I've been. I'm a diehard Browns fan. I'm 40 years old. I'm a diehard Browns fan for the past 30, 30, 35 years. Mm-hmm. And I'm just so I'm just in so much pain. I'm just so fed up. Mm-hmm. Do you think today, Larry, with all the additions that we got today, Cooper from the tight end, we got a quarterback, we got an offensive line. Do you think this is the year? Do you think this is the year where we'll get past the the, the block and we'll go all the way? Because I've been through the drop. I've been through everything in Cleveland. I just can't take it anymore. Well, here's my here's my here's my thing, Eula. Thanks for the phone call. I, yeah, I hope. I, thank you. I hope that this is a good year for you. Okay, I hope it does. I hope it is. But it's very simple. All right, this year will go as Baker Mayfield goes. If Baker Mayfield is going to give you twenty-two touchdowns and twenty-one picks, no. <laughs> this is not going to be a good year for you. It's not. And will he be able to find a way to balance Odell Beckham Jr., who will want to be more involved in the offense? You have another tight end who needs to be more involved in the offense. You have Landry, who wants to be more involved in the offense. Uh, it's going to be tough, my friend. It's going to be tough. That wraps up this edition of ESPN New York tonight. We thank you for joining us. Giselle, Nikki, thanks for your help. 
You're listening to the ESPN New York Tonight podcast with Larry Hardesty on 98.7 ESPN. <laughs> 